Today on episode number 578 of the School of Podcasting, I am so pumped to bring this to you. We have a really cool Because of My Podcast story. We're launching a new segment called How Not to Make Money with Podcasting. I've got a link so that you can get really cool free stuff like a free high LPR40 microphone, a free digital recorder from Tascam. Yeah, cool free stuff. And we've got Cleveland radio legend Phil Keller. This was a guy that was 25 years in Cleveland radio and just rocked the charts. I mean, number one, all the way, but wait till you hear how he was treated once he got to number one. That may curb your enthusiasm for getting into radio, but wait till you hear about his new podcast that he's doing. It really will have you saying, wait, did he just say the 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 what did the who? Huh? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's really cool. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring my 20 plus years of helping people understand technology, and we're going to help you massage your message, tackle that technology, face your fears, flatten the learning curve, and not just get you started in a podcast. We're going to get you going in the right direction in a headache-free direction, in a way that your audience is going to go, oh my gosh, where has this podcast been? All you've got to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start, and then use the coupon code LISTENER, and you will save on your first month. I really, really, really look forward to working with you. And I would like to start off the show with a quick because of my podcast story. If you can answer this question, which is simply because of my podcast blank. So something that you wouldn't have been able to do, but you were able to do it because you had a podcast. I want to hear from you and be sure to mention your podcast. And so today we are featuring Randy Goers. He does the drone radio show. You can find it at droneradioshow.com. And one of the things I say, when you start a podcast, you're going to be seen as an expert and it's going to open up the doors of opportunities for you to talk to people who probably you wouldn't get a chance to talk to any other way. So I will let Randy explain. I think it's been mostly the some of the connections I've made in, in the industry. Um, my, I've been very fortunate in the show to be um, accepted as part of the drone community very quickly. And um, when I've been able to go to some of the, the industry shows, I've gone as a member of the press and given a press pass to be able to cover the industry from that perspective. And I've been able to reach out to people in the industry that I don't think I would have ever been able to. They would have never taken a phone call. I recently interviewed one of the senior vice presidents of Intel, who's in charge of directing their their drone policy and their drone programs. They would have never taken my call had I not been involved in podcasting and and not and had not developed the podcast to a level where they felt uh, confident about uh, speaking to me. Very, very cool. So again, that's Randy. You can find him over at DroneRadioShow.com. And who wants free stuff? That's right. We've got free stuff. I told you last week that you can get 40% off the School of Podcasting by going to SchoolofPodcasting.com slash The Messengers. You pre-order the documentary. We really, really, really want this to come out number one when it comes out August 23rd. So this is only available for about two more weeks and take a screenshot. When you do the pre-order, email it to me, Dave at school podcasting.com and just put in the subject line. I have a message and then put your name. We've had a few people take advantage of this, but now there's more fun stuff. 
That's what I'm giving away. 40% off the School of Podcasting, by the way, for six months. If you don't want to stay six months, that's fine. If you want to just do it for one month, that's fine. But that's my way of saying, of giving back for saying, hey, thanks for spending $5 on a documentary about podcasting. But check this out. The other thing you can get is the Chris Kermitsos, the executive producer, has come up with a couple other things to inspire people to pre-order the documentary. How about this? Listen to this. They uh, From Tascam, the U242 mini studio creator, you're also getting a DR40 digital recorder and two pairs of headphones. All you got to do, pre-order the movie and then sign up for a list. And I'll give you a link to this uh, when you do this. Um, also, they're giving away, again, just the U242 mini studio creator. This is this little USB interface. It's actually pretty cool. Heil is giving away a PR40 plus a shock mount and a set of headphones. You could win a free ticket to PodFest, the Multimedia Expo. That's the one down in Orlando, Florida. Tascam is also giving away as a second prize a DR40 digital recorder. And then they're giving away two Amazon Echoes, three Tascam TM80 microphones, five Amazon Dots, five Tascam TH02 headphones, and 10 $10 gift cards. So I'll put a link out in the show notes where you can check this out. But the first thing you have to do is go to schoolpodcasting.com slash the messengers and pre-order the, the movie and send me a screenshot. So a lot of free stuff on the line for spending $5.99 on a movie. Plus, as I said at the beginning, 40% off the school of podcasting. Well, I'm in the office, the home base of Blind Faith Live with the one and only Philip Keller. You might know him is Trapper Jack. If you uh, live from Cleveland, you're going, oh my God, he's in the office with Trapper Jack, now known as Philip Keller. And uh, I brought him on today because if you haven't noticed, I've been going hyper niche with with different shows and your show is called Blind Faith Live. And why don't you tell us a little bit about your show? First, may I say the Dave Jackson. (laughs) There's actually, and if you've never seen Dave, there's actually an aura. You know, when people say the Dave Jackson, there's actually an aura around you. And even though I am legally blind, I can see it. You are so bright, uh, the Dave Jackson. So it's a welcome to my humble abode. (laughs) I appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, It's good. And uh, actually, what I do is Blind Faith Live, real people, real miracles. And as you said, what a, a small, niche little thing we have here, you know, talking about miracles. But I uh, this, this struck me. As you're on your way here today, it struck me that I've done this podcast for four years. And I have, and th- I'm, this is honest to gosh truth, I have never actually told the audience what the podcast really is. And I mean that. Well, you always say real, real people, real miracles. Mm-hmm. What, what is the show really? It started out, I thought, okay, and this is before I knew there was a school of podcasting, you know, because podcasters jump in before they know anything just so <laughs> brilliantly. So let's name it something. No one will know what the heck it is. <laughs> okay. That, you know, it's faith based and it's just kind of a play on words. We should probably say an invisible sky buddy alert. Yes. We may be mentioning the invisible sky buddy today. Yes. So if that deeply offends you, Eject now. Okay, yes, so absolutely. Continue on. Uh, invis- and, and, I, and that's a good way of referencing anytime we do cross <laughs> over that, because Lord knows we don't want to offend anybody, you know. But when I thought about doing the podcast, I thought, okay, blind faith. And then I realized, and I needed a third word because blindfaith.com was already taken. So, okay, I liked Regis and Kelly or whatever that show was. Right. And live. So I thought, okay, we'll just make it live. So I had the name, but it was like, but that doesn't really say anything other than maybe it's faith-based. And I thought I'll add real people, real miracles. So I added that. And even that is like, yeah, so, 
Here's what I actually do that I have never said on my own podcast. I am documenting the thoughts, the insights, the life of a living saint. And I mean that in the totally in the invisible sky buddy realm that, (laughs) believe it or not, and I, I wouldn't waste my time if this wasn't real. I met this guy 17 years ago. He's a physician. He's a local doctor here. And he's received international recognition that when he prays, things happen. Impossible things. You know, cancer suddenly go away. People get out of wheelchairs, the blind scene, all this kind of stuff. And, and, and it's real. I've seen it. I've seen it before. My, my weak eyes and before my presence and all this kind of stuff. To the point where even I just highlighted an episode where he literally brought back somebody who was brain dead. Yeah. Crazy stuff. I don't know if you listened to that one or not, yeah. but it's, it's, let me ask you, Dave, when you heard that, you go, really? Because that, because that's kind of the realm I go into and not that we're going to talk theology here, but it just, it struck me that I'm doing a podcast that isn't even for now. This isn't for now. As much as we all want to build our audience, this isn't for now. I don't know if it's for a, from, for a year from now, five years from now, 10 years. I have no idea. But at some point, a whole lot of people are going to want to know how this guy lived his life, how he thought, how he prayed. How is it that when he prayed, his, the power of his prayer was more powerful than mine? And so that's what we do. We just crawl into his mind and probe of what, what, he, is, how, what he is, how his mind works, why these things happen. The thing I, I love about your show is it's not you reporting on somebody who was a referee. I just listened to that episode and had all sorts of bad things going on. Told When he went to the doctor, they said, get a will, get a will now. And you're not reporting on him. It's him telling his story. Yeah. Over so, over 200 people yeah. telling me their stories. Yeah. So it's not like, and I saw this and then now I've got to believe you. No, I, I'm, I'm getting it straight from that person. So right. it's a really amazing show. Yeah. They, I mean, they themselves are putting themselves on the line. Their cred- right. credibility on the line. And when you get literally hundreds of people coming forward, the the least, what do you want to call it? The, the, the least work I do is finding the miracle story. That's the least of it because there's just a bazillion of them. So I have hundreds of people telling me their story. So that, you know, it's, it's all their credibility. In fact, unlike your podcast and 99.9% of all podcasts, most podcasts, you're the expert. You are Mr. School of Podcasting. You are the Dave Jackson. I'm just this guy going along in life who is also learning from the doctor. Well, you are an expert when it comes to audio, right? You and let's go back a little bit before podcasting sure. and talk about your your radio career. And, I, and the reason I want to touch on this is there are some people, and not that radio is horrible, but there are some people that are like maybe if I start a podcast, maybe someday I can get a job in radio. You not only had great jobs in radio, great runs in radio, because I hear radio people that well, I worked here for two years and then I got shipped to Poughkeepsie and then I was mm-hmm. over at Beaver Mud, Mississippi. And, <laughs> uh, oh, Be- Beaver Mud was big. Yeah. yeah. Who didn't go through yeah. Beaver Mud? Yeah. And so what, which one should we talk about first? Where did, which one did you go to first? Because it's a Cleveland thing. You were on 106.5 and then 102.1. Right. Which, which the, the last I did 25 years in Cleveland radio. But before yeah. that, there was another 10, 15 years, you know, of getting to, to that place. And I was one of those guys. I always knew what I wanted to do. I I just, at age eight, I was pretending I was a sportscaster in my bedroom, (laughs) spinning the dials on this all-star baseball game and pretending I was a sportscaster. And I thought I was going to be a sportscaster. Fortunately, that did not work out. Not a huge demand for blind sportscasters as, as it turns out, because as time went on, my, my vision went, uh, sounds like a long fly ball to the left. (laughs) No. 
so that that didn't pan out you know so then so then as a teenager i discovered johnny carson it's like that's how to make a living so i knew i was either going to be radio or television didn't know which and when i jumped into radio i just i just absolutely loved it i absolutely loved it what's different about podcasting and let me tell you most people in radio don't have a thing to say they're on the air and so they think they have a personality people in podcasting actually have a personality and they actually and I, sh- I shouldn't say that about radio people but but if you listen to radio and you do you kind of go where's the content sometimes and on podcasting there is such passion There is such passion that it overrides even sometimes the amateurism of it. It's okay because I love what you're doing. I love what you're trying to say to me. So for me, I don't know, I did the radio thing for all those years. And interestingly, I think it was in the last year I was on the air, which was in 2012. My news director, he and I went into work uh, together in the morning. And he said, do you know, one of our salespeople, Jim Harold." does something called a podcast and he's heard by tens of thousands of people. And it's about, it's about Bigfoot and UFOs and ghosts. I'm going, what, what are you talking about? So I pulled Jim aside going, what are you doing? He says, I do the paranormal podcast. And I'm going, what is that? What's a podcast? Mm. So by the time I was off the air, I still was new to podcasting. Uh, listened to Adam Carolla of all people, which is kind of Howard Sternish, which for me, it was like, why are you listen to him? Right. But he led me to other podcasts. And then suddenly it was like, I've got to do this, you know, I've got, I've got to do this. So that's how I kind of jumped into this thing. I guess the thing that, that got me about your story is multiple times you've taken the station from not great ratings and you've worked your way, you've built a relationship with your audience and you get to number one. And then what happens? Hallelujah. You know, we always, we always did very well. My job, if you will, I've always been a good reactor mm-hmm. and here's another uh, muscle that I didn't use until podcasting. I'm so used to being part of a morning team. Mm-hmm. So prep time, prep time for me was life. You're doing a, a show five days a week. And so everything is prep. Your life is prep. Your conversations are prep. Television is prep. You're, you're going online. You're, you're flipping through everything. Everything is prep. You're always looking for, Ooh, that's a cool little thing. Let's, let's talk about that in the morning. Mm-hmm. By the time the next morning rolled around, I had 40, 50 topics, which have to be honed down to, 10, less, whatever it is, whatever's going on that sometimes maybe one or two. And so it was always prep in, in podcasting. Oh, oh the other thing I want, I want to mention to you is that when you have a team, I didn't go in with uh, beginning, middle and end on anything. Mm. Kind of like when you guys do the round table, you know, topics, but you don't know what the beginning, the middle and the end is going to be. You are so confident in what Daniel's going to do or what Ray's going to do. It's, it'll flow. Right. You have such confidence. Well, so did I, my news guy, my co-host. I just knew that wherever it went, whatever I threw out there, they would react to it. I would react back. Suddenly you're in a podcast and you know this, you sit down sometimes alone in your studio. You have to have a beginning, a middle and end. Totally different muscle. I'm not reacting to what somebody else says and I can't react to what I just said because I'm not surprised. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a different kind of muscle. Even though I'm doing a, a couple of interviews an episode, when you just get down to just me, you, the listener, that's a different muscle. And it's fascinating to develop that and that relationship so that my prep is now different. Oh, I got to jump in here. Think about this. What can we learn from radio veterans prep? You never hear a radio show going, hey, welcome to two for Tuesday. It's uh, Billy Bob the Booyah. And today, uh, I'm going to give you a big steaming pile of podcast right in your ears. Right, Susan? I don't know. Come on, Susan. What do you want to do? Maybe we should read something from the paper, Bob. 
I thought you had the paper. I thought Steve had it. Steve, do you have the paper? No, they come in prepped. He had too much material. He had to whittle it down. So if you are starting off your podcast with the phrase, hey, you know, I'm not really sure what we're going to talk about today. Don't. Just hit stop right there. That is my opinion. But I would say save your audience. It's better to have a late show that's good than an on-time show that's awful. My prep can be, but it's often a listener sending an email. What about this? Or someone will send me a link to something online. Have you seen this YouTube video? Or, you know, or the doctor will say something and it's like that'll spur something. Or, as you may be aware, and this happens a lot, I'll wake up in the morning and there's a song. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, playing in my head. I mean, out of nowhere. I haven't heard thought of that song in a million years. And if it keeps playing, if it keeps playing, I go to Google, I go to YouTube, I, I look at what is this? Can I and and I spiritualize the lyrics? As weird as that sounds, I kind of flip the words in their size. What else can this song mean other than what it was written for? What's in a spiritual way? What can this song say to me? Uh, prep, prep. I used to go looking for it. Now finds me. Interesting. Now, when you had a team. Like what time? Because you were on at like what six thirty in the morning, something like that. We would, uh, five five thirty sometimes. Oh, that's, yeah, that's how brutal yeah. is that? Until ten. Yeah, it's a lot of content. You got to come up with a lot of content. And so, what time would you get there to work with the team? We were usually there by. What do we get there by? Three thirty, four, four yeah. maybe something that like just that. Just makes yeah. me cringe. Oh, it's crazy! It's after, when I went off the air. I'm mm. still waking up like at you know two thirty, <laughs> three o'clock. Like, oh, will this change, please, soon? And I still get up. I'll still get up sometimes five o'clock in the morning just because I wake up and it's it's built into the system after doing it that long, you know. But it's just part of the gig. And and what better way than to spend you know you know you're up in the morning and you're it's quiet and you can do work and That's true. I, I love mornings. I actually I still love mornings. Yeah. Well, when you went from one station to the other, were those competitors or oh yeah direct competitors oh so so did they hire you away from one or so i go to the first station here in cleveland worked there for like eight years new ownership new management we we think you're being overpaid (laughs) one of those kind of deals and i say no i don't think so and so it just ended so it just ended and then another station in town said okay we'll go so and off we went for 17 years well that's the thing i I thought was interesting is you take a station at number one and then they walk in and go yeah we want to cut your pay (laughs) doesn't that make sense yeah doesn't just make a ton of sense yeah have you had any other offers to come back to radio no I, i there um thankfully no when when radio ended there was such a it was almost like we're not going to renew your contract. There was that inner voice that said, thank God, <laughs> because it, because the culture has shifted so much. Mm. It really has. Radio has shifted. The culture has shifted. I'm, I just wasn't there anymore. You know, I hate to say I was picking up a check, but there was a part of me that was just picking up the check. It was a wonderful living, absolutely wonderful living. But there was that point that was, you know, it was like, well... It's almost like I wasn't doing what I should be doing, so it was handled for me. <laughs> it was. It kind of felt like that, you know. So I, I saw, so and I, and and people ask me, "Do you miss it?" No, I get more enjoyment out of what I'm doing now because I'm passionate about it. I get more joy out of this, you know. And when you get feedback that, "Hey, you changed my life," I didn't care because keep, keep in mind, years ago, I didn't care about the Invisible Sky Buddy. Hmm. I believed, but I didn't care was the way I put it. And then suddenly I realized, oh. This is like, because it was all vague to me. And it suddenly was like, oh, this is real. I mean, I mean, he's right here. <laughs> yeah. And, and I had, and I had evidence of that when you see somebody's, yeah, I mean, literally get out of, you know, out of wheelchairs and literally there. I just talked to a guy today. He had, he had prostate cancer. Oh, no, he doesn't. You know, that kind of thing. Um, or, oh, wait a minute. She was brain dead. Oh, 
No, she's not. It just and it's like when you get that where you realize it's not random, right. that it happens at a moment. There's a before and an after. Something I call day two. Day one, she was like this. Day three, she was like this. What happened on day two? I can get passionate about that. I can get real passionate about that. Well, it, it sounds weird. You would think being an invisible sky buddy based show. Mm-hmm. Have you had any negative comments? Not from people that are skeptics, but from actual people that you think would be on your same team. You get you you obviously get a lot of skepticism, right? And and I love what the doctor says, and I'll say the same thing. Okay, the beauty is is like you mentioned the referee who had this. You know, he's told you have three months to live, and three months later you're in full remission. That those kinds of stories, I've got hundreds of them. Okay, so if you look at the stories, something's going on here. Whether you understand why. The what's the wherefores? Even if you don't, you're not a believer in the invisible sky, buddy, mm. you know something's going on. And I've had that comment. There's an atheist that works at a local television station, and she said, "Well, I believe the miracles are real. I just don't think the doctor knows how it happens." And I'm going, "Oh, I think he knows how." You know, <laughs> and so you get that kind of thing where um, that that's the kind of pushback you'll get pushback from some church people simply because they can't do it. You know, this, this is something, you know, in invisible sky buddy language, you know, when, um, when that character 2000 years ago that was walking around, you know, that guy, and he said, okay, I'm leaving and I'm sending you the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's going to kind of run things for a while. You get people who go so solidly by the written word versus what the Holy Spirit is transmitting sometimes that's supposed to be running things. Right. You can get so bogged down in that, that they just don't want to recognize what the Holy Spirit's doing in this man. You know, that the the information this guy's getting, that kind of stuff. But it's, it's very real. And the more you get in, the deeper I get into it, the more real I'm feeling it. So we have to ask the yeah. obvious question. Sure. Because, you know, on the school of podcasting, we're all about the, the hard hitting questions. Because sure. I know a skeptic's going to go, oh, yeah, ask him this question. So all these people are getting miracles. Mm-hmm. But yet the host is blind. Yes. Isn't that great? <laughs> I said this to the doctor many, many years ago because okay. he kind of saw what was coming. He said, you know, you're going to be doing something with this. And I said, number one, I don't know what you're doing. Cause I didn't then right. I, I said, and have you noticed too, I'm blind. And he, and he just starts laughing and he says, you know, just watch what the invisible sky buddy does. And I think those were exact words. That was a quote. Watch what the <laughs> invisible sky buddy does. Number one, my vision has been restored twice. Once yeah. during the day, once at night, both times for about a minute. Interesting, isn't it? Phenomenal moments for a guy who hasn't been able to see in the dark. And I could see better than if I had, night vision goggles. It was like, wow, it was an incredible moment. And then it also happened during the day. And so that's happened twice, kind of a, and, and there's, I don't want to get into the deep, right. You know, I, this doesn't know what this podcast is about, but so number one, it has happened and it will happen again. And I know that the other things uh, are that I had sciatica pain suddenly gone. He restructured my face literally restructured my face. It used to be rounder and it's supposed to be not so round. He restructured the structure of my eyeballs. You know how blind people can look blind? You know, that had a kind of hollowed out look. Right. I was getting that. It went away. Don't they look pretty normal? They look pretty normal. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty normal. The sciatica pain went away that I had. I had some back issues that went away. I had some heart flutter that went away. So there's been a lot of things that have, that have gone away. And then the vision thing, that, that, that's, a, and you know what? And once you're into this, it's like, it doesn't matter. Heal me. Don't heal me. I don't care because in the process, I got the spiritual awakening. And so you realize, oh, this life, this physical life doesn't last all that long. It's the spiritual one that makes sense. The eternity stuff that makes sense, you know, so it doesn't well, matter. Well, the other thing I want to touch on is you record your own stuff. Do you edit your own stuff? Absolutely. 
and yet you are blind. Yupper. So how how do you go about? Is it just you don't make any mistakes? You're just that good. <laughs> I just say heal, and it is together. The clips come together, and it's amazing. Did Billy Graham have an indoor voice? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I use Adobe Audition. I use CS6. I don't do the uh, you know that current right subscription thing, and it works beautifully. It's not totally accessibly friendly, but it's enough so that I can do it. And, you know, I, I have a keyboard, if you can see it from where you are. Yeah. You notice the letters are pretty bold, so I can see that. Okay. And I know the I is input and the O is output, and I know how to do that really well. And and I edit more than anybody on the planet in terms, I just, I'm edit nuts. I am edit crazy. That's what I did all those radio years. I loved editing. I just, I loved editing. Amazing. And I can see well enough that I can I can at least see there is a headline, you know, and it also will make things larger on the screen. So some of the stuff I can read, but for the most part, it reads it to me. As I put together the podcast, I make notes. I have Dragon Dictation, which is a godsend for me. Absolutely wonderful. So the web script is is written by voice. Hmm. I, I, and then I send it to my wife, Beth, who then... You know, she corrects all the mistakes because it's amazing. What were you trying to say? You know, when I get a lot of that, you know, and then she she fixes all that stuff and, and puts it up there. So we kind of we kind of work together on that. But I'll make notes. And so I'm, I'll be talking along and I'll forget what the next thing I'm going to say. And I'll just pause and I'll listen to it because it speaks it to me. And then I'll and I'm pretty good at knowing how to pick up that inflection again and just kind of continue on. And you can't tell there's an edit there. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. So I just want to jump in here and simply say, if Philip can do it, you can do it. By the way, how long should a podcast be? <laughs> and what microphone should I use? <laughs> um, how long is your average podcast? Because I heard you guys talking about this on Lipson, on the Lipson podcast. I shoot for like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I usually book in about 45. Right. If I'm talking to somebody cool like you, it's going to go an hour. I always say it it needs to be as long as it needs to be and not a minute more. Um, I love the Valerie Geller line. Uh, there is no such thing as too long, only too boring. Yeah. That to me yeah. is... Cause that, I, that, and they'll tell you that in radio too. Yeah. It's, when, they, when, when a program director says to you, you're talking too much, it means you're boring. There's just <laughs> no getting around it. And the ratings will reflect. The ratings will reflect it. I remember the, it was interesting. I was listening to Rob and Elsie with the, with the Lipson thing. And, mm-hmm. and you should be on that more, by the way. Just, just my input. <laughs> but uh, when I was listening to them, and it's a wonderful podcast, and they were talking about the latest study says, based on Lipson stats, right. 51 minutes or more are the top podcasts are like generally what? 51 minutes or more, right? That's what Rob was saying. That's yeah. what Rob was saying. Because all the radio guys want it to be 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's... Because that's my listening span. I, I can only give it 20. Like right. people can't come back? You know, whatever the yeah. reason. Dan Carlin is just such a failure with those little <laughs> itty bitty five hour numbers, you know. Exactly. Uh, so I heard that and I thought, well, mine are usually kind of in that 38 to 48 range, usually where they end up. But maybe I should push it. Maybe I should. So there was this one. So I thought they were starting to creep up around an hour. And I thought, I'm going to do that. I, I was inspired. I was inspired. I'm going to make this over 50. Let's go over an hour. So I've got like an hour and 15 minute podcast. And there's a lot of stuff. There's too much. Right. There is too much for a podcast. There is too much. It was an hour and 15. So the next day I go to Lips and I check the stats. Holy cow. They're like double. I'm getting like double downloads. I'm going, what the heck happened? You just make a longer podcast and people come? What the heck is this? <laughs> Later in the day, somebody notes on Facebook congratulating me 
that I am part of a local newspaper story of the top 100 Cleveland radio uh. personalities. And in my little blurb where everybody else was, here's what they did. Mm-hmm. Mine was, here's who he is. Here's what he did. And half of it was, oh, and now he's doing Blind Faith Live. Real people, real miracles. Half of it. And people were coming to sample. So you never know. I never knew they were going to do their article. And meanwhile, I'm going, boy, this is great. All you got to do is make a longer <laughs> podcast. Nope. Nope. Surprise. Surprise. Yeah. All right, going to jump in again just to point out that you never know who's listening. I didn't know that Philip was listening to my show, and I got to tell you about my buddy. You may have heard me talk about him before. Kale Nelson does Ham Radio 360. He had a blog post, put a link to his website, and it was to an old, like, three-month-old episode that really wasn't getting many more downloads. Most of his audience had already consumed it. He got 650 downloads in a single day, and it keeps going up. This blog is still continuing to drive more traffic to an old episode. So realize, multiply that on a global scale. There will be times for no apparent reason and many times where you can't tell where it's coming from. In these guys' cases, it was easy to say, oh, that's what did it. Sometimes you can't, but there are going to be times when your stats just go up and you go, yeehaw, and other times they go down and you go, hmm, but this is going to happen because it's a global audience. Well, are there any tips or tricks or insights from your, your 25 years of radio that you would then say to a new podcaster? I would say, and yeah, you know, it's funny, we, you know, sometimes you guys talk about pod fading and all that mm-hmm. after seven or whatever. If there's something in you, and, you know, and, and I've gone to early on when you were putting together the local, you know, meetup group mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, and you saw it in some people, you saw that fire and you got, you saw that hesitancy in some people. If there's something in you and it just keeps burning, it will come naturally. That's what, that's what I think is that if you've got the right topic, and you've got and you've got the passion for it, and maybe and if it goes seven episodes, it goes seven episodes. If you get it out of your system, if that is in you, listening right. now, that it hasn't started the thing yet. If that thing is in you, it's cathartic. It will come. It may not be the best episode. My first episode too. I want to blow up. I just want to <laughs> blow it up. And it was a great miracle story and the whole thing. But I suck. I do. You know, it's like, I didn't even stop to explain who I was, what I was doing. Nothing is just, and now we begin. Here's a miracle. And here's the doctor. Thank you very much. You know, and I mean, I'm just, I'm like a zero in this thing. If the fire burns, go. Fire burns, just, just do it. What the heck? What the heck? Two more quick questions. Number one, did you come up with the name Trapper Jack? And have you, have you had any other uh, fun-filled names? Yes. Okay. I started out, my real name is Philip James Keller. So I started out as Phil James. Because I wanted to be anonymous. I didn't want any weird phone calls in the night. I liked being anonymous. I like hiding. Beautiful thing about radio or podcasting, you can hide. Yeah. Oh, and, be, and don't let, get, let's, let this get away of how we met. Hold that thought, ladies and gentlemen. Hold that thought. Okay. Okay, so then I move. That's in, that's in like Coos Bay, Oregon. I go to Eugene, Oregon. We literally got out a baby book. Because the program director says, you need a three-syllable name that's easy to roll off the tongue. (laughs) Welcome to Chris Michaels. Who the heck is Chris Michaels? Then I go to uh, Seattle and submit some names. And I go, Elliot? Great, there's an Elliot Bay. What? So I ended up being Jack Elliot. And then when I got to Pittsburgh, ah, it's too forgettable. We need a moniker. The staff voted. Trapper Jack, Panama Jack, Slim Jack, Diamond Jack, uh, Captain, whatever. And then, so that's, that's ultimately how that name came to be. So uh, the short answer is all the good names were taken. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> now then, how I met Dave Jackson. And this, once again, tells you, this is a great story, podcasters, of you never know who is listening. listening yeah. Because when uh, I, I somehow found the uh, podcast studio, Ray Ortega's, mm-hmm. and that led me to the round table. And I'm listening to you and Daniel, and that's how I hear about Dave Jackson. And they start talking about Dave Jackson. Congratulations, you just celebrated your 400th episode. But if you're new, don't go listen to that one because that's an anomaly. That one's just crazy. Go listen to another one to really. So immediately I stopped the round uh, table podcast, went to episode 400, and I hear this nutball doing this bizarre cartoon voiced animated hysterical radio bit. And I just went, who is this guy's got to be on radio? I went to your website, left you a message saying, hi, it's Trapper Jack. I don't know if you know me or not, but blah, 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 right. blah. Ten minutes later, you call me back to say, to say, and told me it would have been five minutes, but I had to call my wife to let her know, do you know who's listening to my podcast? <laughs> so that got us together and uh, started a friendship here. And just, and, and I love the School of Podcasting podcast. I love your heart. I love your passion, Dave. But here's what people hear when they hear Dave Jackson. They hear your heart. They hear you care. That's what you, I, this is a business, but it's, it's your heart that people feel safe with you when they come to the school. They, they know you're not going to mess with them. They're not, they're not going to, you're not going to screw with them. You know, you're, they, they love your heart. So. Well, thank you very much. Here's your 20 bucks. Thank you very much. I said 50. <laughs> Jeez, cheap, cheap. Well, where can everyone find your show? On their, uh, on their phone. It's okay. in there. Just go look at Just look for it. Just look for it. In the phone, look blind guy. Uh, blind Faith Live. Real people, real miracles. Blind Faith Live. And, dot com. Uh, dot com and all that kind of good stuff. Crazy four years of doing this. and Oh, and now I'm writing a book. Now, just here's another thing that I, I'm going to start doing here. Cool. Because you have so much, and you could, you could do the same thing, but although the technology is changing, is after four years, there we've gone into so many different areas that now I'm sending the the podcast themselves parts of them off to like rev.com mm-hmm. and even our listeners are getting involved and want to transcribe stuff for me because I've asked. And so things are being transcribed. We're going to turn things into books now, you know, about all of this, all these kinds of things. So, so books are next books are next. Nice. And yep. final question. Do you, I know it's like probably picking one of your favorite kids. Is there any one miracle that stands out above the rest? The the one with the uh, no brain activity is uh, we we revisit that one because it is so astounding. So you have this Doctor Isam Naimi, by the way, and that's his, that's his name. You'll find out about that in the podcast. But he was in a, he's a medical doctor. He was a cardiothoracic anesthesiologist who turned to private practice, and uh, so he's at his medical office. His wife Kathy Naimi goes to the hospital where these two sisters who were in a car accident are there. And so she goes in to see the mom and all that kind of stuff. One sister, deep coma, unresponsive, but she's in there, deep coma. The other one, Sophia, was there was there was no brain activity, brain dead. The life bank team is there about to ask the mom, can we take her organs because she's not coming back? That's just the just the setup for this. Right. And uh, Dr. Namie from his medical office is on FaceTime with his wife, Kathy Namie, who's in the office. And the prayer begins. And uh, to the invisible sky buddy, who, who was, wasn't busy at the time. Right. And after a couple of minutes, he said, okay, she's connected. We got her spirits connected, meaning to the invisible sky buddy, to everybody. You know? mm-hmm. and, uh, and the prayer, and he said, okay, telling his wife, give her a command. Don't have her open her eyes because she's had three brain, hemorrh- uh, brain hemorrhages. Don't have her open. That's too much. Have her raise her right arm. Up goes her right arm. To the person that's brain dead. Yeah. 
Okay. Up, they're, they're, this is impossible. Doctors in the, in the room there are saying, this is a muscle spasm. Oh, yeah? They take the blankets off the foot, off the feet. Okay, wiggle your toes. She starts wiggling her toes. Flex your foot. She starts flexing her foot. The interesting part about this, amongst all the things, is, is she now physically back to do this? Is she hearing the command and going, okay, I can do that? No. This is totally spirit to spirit. She can't do that yet. This is Holy Spirit stuff. And then in the days to come, doctors would come in and say, move your foot, move it. Nothing. They got nothing. But every time Kathy came in and the prayer began, it happened. So then in time, physically, she began to awaken. Now she is out. She's back. She's going back to school in the fall. She went to prom. She's, you know, and her other sister who was in the coma just minutes before came out of that coma with another prayer. Not a bad story, I don't think. Not a bad story. No, yeah. that's... Uh, Go to episode, uh, what is that, two, uh, 210? Episode 210 at blindfaithlive.com. And I th- it's called The Holy Spirit on Steroids. Nice. Catchy. Catchy name. Well, Mr. Keller, I appreciate your time and your hospitality. The Dave Jackson. Capital T, capital H, capital E. <laughs> Dave Jackson. Aura still around you. I see it. It's magnificent. Excellent. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. blindfaithlive.com. One more quick story about Philip that I want to share that most radio guys don't get to do. Usually you find out on Friday that you're not coming back on Monday. But when Philip was let go, I can only imagine the hurt and the frustration and the, the, you know, you're trying to do a radio show with probably multiple knives in your back. And he actually got to do a goodbye episode. It's like, hey, Trapper Jack is leaving. And I can only imagine the temptation to just want to get on the mic and go, these guys are idiots. Quit listening. They're a bunch of weasels. Listen to me over at 99.4 or whatever. And instead, he was the most professional, nicest, gracious guy. And that just talks a lot about his integrity, his spirit, and just generally a nice guy. And we're going to talk here about monetizing your podcast. And I always like to say, you don't have to monetize your show. To me, the fact that I have been paid with a new friend and a really cool guy, to me, is a great payment. Now, it's hard sometimes when I go to the grocery store and I'll go, yeah, I would like these, uh, you know, this big family pack of chicken thighs. And they go, yes. And how will we be paying with that? Is that uh, cash or credit? And I go, oh, I know Philip Keller. You know, that doesn't always work. But it does make me feel really, really good. And that sometimes is priceless. So with that, we have a new segment. One of my favorite people on the planet, Jessica Kupferman. You can find her at jkmagency.com as well as the co-host of She Podcast. And the new segment is called How Not to Make Money in Podcasting. So Jessica, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be chosen for this uh, segment, and I have so much to say about it. I'm going to say that's you. I you and I talk on Facebook occasionally in different places, and I hear you on She Podcast. I said if you have more of this stuff, I find it a entertaining. And I've always said, you know, there are two ways to learn something. You can either a watch somebody who does it really well, or you can. <laughs> learn from somebody who's doing it really poorly. I think it was the philosopher Ice-T who said, it's cool to learn from your mistakes. It's even better to learn from somebody else's mistakes. And I was like, excellent. So I think it was the philosopher Steve Urkel that said, did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) So you uh, obviously with JKM Agency, you are helping people find 
sponsors. And in some cases, uh, they make it a little harder than it needs to be. And so, mm. so you wanted to share some stories. So oftentimes the way that I find advertisers for people is I'm pitching them instead of them pitching me. But once in a while, someone finds my agency via Google or, you know, maybe it's through recommendation and they want me to find shows for them. And I may not have a lot of shows in their genre, which means I have to go and find I have to sort of fish, go fishing. So I look and shoot podcasts. I ask for recommendations. I, you know, I post in some of the other groups. And in this particular case, I knew someone. It's actually someone we both know relatively well. I knew someone with this genre and I reached out to them and asked, you know, how many downloads? I didn't ask him for pricing. I said, how many downloads do you have? And are you taking sponsors? And the first thing I get is a phone call, which I did not answer because I can never answer the phone because I'm always on it. The second thing that happened was that I was sent a media kit and the media kit was full of wonderful information and testimonials from listeners and social reach and download numbers and length of time doing the show. And there's no specific download numbers and there's no pricing for the show. So now how am I supposed to give advertising information? How am I supposed to give an advertiser a proposal when there's no pricing? Then I got another message on Facebook that says, I don't do a normal CPM model, which means cost per thousand downloads per episode. And that's fine, but I don't go fishing unless it's more or less of an emergency. So oftentimes I'm reaching out to other podcasters that aren't on my roster because the person wants it like that day and I can't fill it. This is over like a two hour period of time. And at that point I had to give up and send it. Right. So the lesson for this person is a, if I ask you for your downloads and if you're accepting advertisers, please answer just those two questions. And then also, you know, media kits very nice, but I'm not going to send that along if it has no pricing. And being coy about your pricing doesn't help anybody. And I mean, I understand that things are up for negotiation, but you have to throw out a price, even if it means you have to go by CPM or cost per thousand per episode. doesn't matter if you only have a thousand. It doesn't just say your CPM is a hundred. If you want a hundred dollars per show, that's fine. I just need to know what it is. Right. Being coy doesn't help. That's my point. And that's one to grow on. <laughs> this is how that music is. Thank you, Jessica. Find her at jkmagency.com as well as shepodcasts.com. And I just want to point out that we're not here to poke fun at anybody who does things maybe that they didn't quite think through. We're here to use that segment as an educational piece. And there are just two ways to learn something. You can learn from somebody who's doing it right, or you can learn from somebody doing it wrong. And Jessica has a great viewpoint and she gets to see people that are occasionally shooting themselves in the foot. And I'm glad that she's able to come on and share her insights. couple quick things as we head out the door, I will be speaking at the national podcast power conference. This is in Ohio in Perrysburg. This is September 23rd. And uh, it's looking, it's a new conference. Obviously, most of them are new and uh, I'm looking forward to there. I'll also be working the Libsyn booth. So are your, if you're anywhere near Perrysburg, Ohio on September 23rd, the website is nationalpodcastpower.com. I'm looking forward to that as well as if you're going to be at Podcast Movement, 
Stop by the Lipson booth. That's where we'll be there. Also be on a panel with Ray Ortega, Daniel J. Lewis, and Addie Saucedo, who does the Podcast Planner. Also, by the way, quick shout out to Addie. Love her podcast. Check it out, podcastplanner.com. And we'll be talking about what makes up an RSS feed. So if you ever had any questions about RSS feeds, we're going to go through it line by line. And if you're going to Podcast Movement, you can use the coupon code SOP10. That'll get you 10% off your ticket. I'm really, really looking forward to that. I got my business cards order and I'm ready to meet a ton of people and blow out my voice talking for four days straight. And I mean that seriously. I'm really looking forward to that. It happens every year and I come home with a giant smile on my face. The biggest thing about all these events is it's awesome to go to some place where everybody is in the same boat you are. We're trying to make the best content we can that connects the deepest with our audience and promote it to as many people as we can get. So if you'd like help with that again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start, and I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Take care. God bless.